Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the various challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and Tall, T-A-L-L, dot com. My co-host today is my colleague at TechBlocks, Peter Goral. Uh, Peter, introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about TechBlocks as well. Yes, good morning, Tom, and uh, thanks again for allowing me to co-host with you. Yes, my name is Peter Goral. I'm the Vice President of Business Development and Client Relations. And here at TechBlocks, uh, our mission is through a convergence of strategy, creativity, and technology to help small, medium, and enterprise companies optimize their business in the digital world. And, of course, our emphasis, of course, is on client relations. Thanks so much, Peter. And uh, our guest today, before I introduce him, let me just say, in life, everybody probably comes across products or services or ideas where they just, like, smack themselves in the head and say, oh, my God. God, what an amazing idea, and this is why our guest is on the show today, because when I first heard of this, I was like, oh, wow, what an amazing idea, and to be able to be sort of in on the ground floor of how it was put together is kind of cool. So our guest today is Eagle Mahler Nielsen from Penguin Pickup, a division of Smart Centers. Smart Centers is extremely well-known. Almost everybody in Canada will know of smart centers. Uh, And Penguin Pickup, their new division, combines the ease of online shopping with the convenience of the smart center shopping center locations to offer customers a choice and give people more free time in their lives. Uh, Smart centers believes consumers will find Penguin Pickup a good fit between their desire to purchase online and take delivery on their own terms. It's fast, it's free, and it's convenient. You don't even need to leave your car. They bring it right to your car. Once customers register online, they will be able to have online purchases made from any retailer or website and then delivered to a Penguin pickup location of their choice, which I read like 90-some percent of Canadians live within 15 kilometers of a Penguin Pickup or Smart Center location. And then upon arrival of the online purchase to Penguin Pickup, the customer is notified by email, text, or voice. And then the, right into the, the customer then visits the Penguin Pickup at their convenience where their purchase is placed right into their car, all without the customer having to leave the vehicle. And in Toronto in wintertime, you know that can be a great benefit. And then also, of course, retailers will be able to offer Penguin Pickup to their online customers. Uh, welcome to the show today, Eagle. Thank you very much, Tom and Peter. I'm extremely excited to have this interview and tell about this very exciting idea. And not only on the idea anymore, because we rolled it out, but I'm also to speak about that later on, right? Exactly. Now, I was going to give Peter the opportunity for the first question, but I'm going to take the first yeah. question, because I want you to go through the thinking, like, did you come up with the idea? Who came up with the idea? And then not only the idea, but I don't think of any other company in Canada that could execute and implement the idea because uh, what was the statistic about what percentage of Canadians live within 15 kilometers of a smart center? And so go through the idea, who thought of it, and did you, when you thought of it, were you like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea? Uh, Because that's what happened when I heard of it. I was like, wow, this is going to change a lot of shopping, especially for me. I had a package tried to be delivered three times this week, and nobody's at home during the day, so just last night I had to go pick it up. Mm, yeah. No, uh, it's not my idea, so uh, I can't take the credit for that, and I don't want to. It is really our own, our CEO, Mitch Goldhart, who um, I think is around two, uh, two, three years ago, he was... Uh, Bugging our executives in our company about uh, we he wanted us to go into 
the e-commerce universe and the omni-channels and the online shopping and understand it more and being part of the game because you could obviously see that then in whatever number of years it would be uh, taking a bigger part of the, the total purchase and also a bigger part of the every Canadian's life. And uh, his idea was like a pickup location which had to be very convenient for consumers. So um, they've been talking, I've done a little bit of research uh, about this uh, over the past couple of years and uh, I was then approached by um, smart senders in uh, in the February this year where they said, hey, um, we have this idea and uh, we think now the timing is really to realize the idea and make it into life. And then, you know, I came on board in the company by um, end of June this year. And uh, then I really took the idea and brought it into uh, a, a more sustainable solution, you know, because there's a lot of steps to walk through from idea phase until implementation. Definitely. So, um, yeah. So all the concept uh, has always been like a very convenient way to get your purchase, a pickup or using something else. It's not as specific as it is now, but it's definitely his credit for that. And an amazing idea. And you have been able to, yeah, one thing to have the idea, but to implement it and execute it across a big country like Canada. You did it in a very quick time frame and very efficiently as well. And so congratulations on that. Now, Peter, now I'll let you have the question. I was going to let you have that first one, but I was, no so, worries, fascinated. <laughs> I was so fascinated by this idea. I was like, I wanted to hear it right from Eagle. Well, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to get caught up in something new. You know, that, that's for sure. I remember the first time I actually met Eagle. And, and much like Eagle, uh, I have a a retail operations background. So as as he described it to me, I mean, I got it. You know, I mean, I, I really got it, and I could see a future for it. And of course, you know, it plays it played well into Tech Block's sweet spot of enabling clients uh, like Eagle and his company, you know, uh, in the digital world. So I mean, it, it was a bit of a natural fit. But Eagle, I I, I'm, I think the question I have. Is you know you take a you take a, a, a traditional business like smart centers, you know that literally is serving retailers with real estate for the big box centers, very traditional organization. This is this was really a, a huge break from the norm. I mean, were there challenges for you to be you know um, you know to have the idea? Uh, adopted in the organization. Uh, well, what kind of things did you go through in order to, you know, make some leg leg room for yourself? Yeah, that's correct, Peter. Um, you know, as you said, I'm coming from the retail, but also the FMCD uh, universe, where I'm used to deal with uh, fast pace and uh, timing is everything, and speed is also everything, because when you are producing new products and bringing new products to a market. You can't just miss the Christmas, right? Then you miss 12 months. Um, mm. So obviously that's my background, and uh, I, that's also the reason why they brought me in, because I represent a different culture than the, the brick and mortar business, where uh, whether it takes three, four, five, seven, or ten years to build a shopping center is... Obviously, the time is crucial, but it's more crucial to be accurate because you are invest- investing so much money in shopping centers, and you can't really just redo it, right? So you don't want to make any wrong decisions here. Where you are, when you are introducing a new service or product, uh, you can still make adjustments after you go live. So uh, no doubt about it that um, that I'm just coming in and representing this beat. And I really found it extremely important to be very fast with a model like this because um, we are doing something new, like you say. We are going into a territory which the company never tried before, but we're also going into a territory which nobody else has tried before because nobody else has done exactly the same concept as we do. You find retailers, obviously, who offer, like, pick up the purchase, uh, you purchase at that retailer. But you don't find any landlords or developers like our company who offer one 
where everybody can use the service in a convenient way like and consolidate into one point. So um, the leg room they gave me, and uh, I think also the fact that I demonstrated that we really could do it in that short uh, a time period, like five months from idea phase until implementation is extremely fast. Even in the companies I used to work for, it was very fast to bring uh, things into life. So uh, I've been probably a little bit of luck. You always need that. And then mm-hmm. I also relied on a very, uh, a very good supplier base, like tech blocks, no doubt about it. You've been turning around this concept from the IT standpoint extremely fast in in less than eight weeks, right? But I also relied and found other suppliers where really my approach was, let me find some entrepreneurial suppliers who get the idea and really burn for being part of this concept because then we will be able to deliver it together. It's not me who delivered the project, it's everybody, right, Right. who's been part of this project. Yeah, I I recall being in some meetings where you, you were definitely the envy of uh, of some of the other executive in the organization because they traditionally had been working on projects that take you know in ex- in extent of one to two years and then along comes along comes this individual who's all all fired up with a great idea and uh, you know like in less than in less than five months is has gone from zero to hero, you know. So <laughs> I, that, that was quite disruptive to your organization. Did, did, you, did you see any fallout from that in your organization, or, or did, they, did they take it positively? I haven't had the time to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we'll, we'll, do we'll do a private survey with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's uh, sorry to say it. I really haven't had the time to, uh, and not really. It, it's uh, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that everybody is quite happy about it. And also, yeah pleased about this concept because we made a concept which is uh, very appealing and a very low capital uh, cost compared to the first models they looked at, right? So, yeah. And it's very flexible, right? So overall, I think that it just shows to everybody that if you, if you are a little bit creative in your mind and you don't consider a roadblock like, okay, then we just have to stop and see whatever we can do but consider roadblock as, okay, you just need to get around it, right? Find a new way to get to your destination, which is the go live, right? Then mm-hmm. everything is possible, right? But obviously mm-hmm. it's, and also when you talk about a project like, like this one, um, not to neg- neglect other projects, but it is rather complex because it involves uh, everything from branding. We designed a new brand, a new uh, a mascot, right? We uh, obviously we have all the finances and uh, business cases and everything you need to get the approvals uh, from an internal point of view and look into your return on your investment. Uh, we're looking into sales and marketing strategies and we are, have been doing that. We constructed new buildings. We got all the site approvals, all the zonings to the local municipalities. We got the entire new IT platform and also we got uh, new staffing, right? Now we have more than 20 people. When I joined, that was only me. So everything within five months, right? So that's been uh, quite a lot of things to look after. Wow. Yeah. It has been very impressive. And it's like I am like your ideal market eagle. Like uh, I do a lot of radio interviews, and people send me books and stuff and all their products, and so I'm constantly getting packages. Also, I'm handicapped, so like I don't like to have to get out of my car, walk around a shopping mall, so all of my purchases are online. If anything has to be bought in the store, I get my wife to go do it. So all my purchases are online. I get a lot of stuff delivered. I used to live in a condo where we had a concierge, and they could take a package 24 hours a day. Now I live in a house, and we have no concierge at our house. So I'm constantly having to drive to the nearest Canada Post Depot, get out of my car, walk through the shoppers, drug mart, and go get my package. And... This is annoying, and when you're in pain, it's not fun as well. And so 
when I heard of it, it's like, oh, this is for me because it'll solve so many of my problems and just so many people buy online. But yeah, if you live in a home where people aren't home during the day, uh, you're going to have to go pick it up. And so this, I don't even have to get out of my car. It's like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, but it's also when I did the studies, obviously when when I started in the company, they had this idea, but they also told me, hey, make whatever you need to make of adjustments to make it work, right? Right. And, yeah. and when I did the studies, and really I wanted to make a solution which consumers like, right? Because if consumers mm-hmm. like it, retailers will also jump it, right? right. And then it, then it happened that this solution, in fact, is benefiting not only consumers but also retailers. So you get two flies in one shot, right? And um, which is really good, right? But really, when I did the studies, and it was so surprising to me, there has been very little creativity in the overall marketplace of how to bring a consumer and product together. Right. Because that is what we are doing. We are just yeah. bringing a consumer and products together in a different way. So uh, traditionally. It's like you talk about, Tom, you go into a store and you pick the stuff yourself into the basket and go and uh, at the cashier and pay it and bring it out to your car and bring it home, right? That's the traditional way. And 100 years ago, you went to a marketplace. But in overall, it was always the same concept, right? right. And then, then because the Internet came, it enabled, suddenly, it enabled uh, retailers to reach consumers which were not in the neighborhood. Mm. Right. So suddenly you could start to sell to a consumer who lived further away than the normal radius of 5, 10 kilometers or whatever, depending yeah, you, on where you yeah, are you in bring the world. Up, right? yeah, you, yeah. you bring up a good point there, Eagle. The fact yeah. is that you know uh, retailers now have the reach uh, it's yes. it's global. It's no longer regional, and it's no longer by country. So, I mean, really, when you think about it, you can buy anything online and have it delivered. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Um, exactly. And and I see I see Canada though, and I don't know how you feel, but I see Canada as a slow adopter on that front. What, what what's your opinion on that topic? Yeah, but uh, no doubt about it, uh, Canada is behind if we compare ourselves to U.S., which uh, many times we do in Canada. Then we are behind uh, Canada. The, the total sales uh, online is uh, the, the share is double in U.S. as it is in, in Canada. But we also have to understand that Canada is, because you can't just take a matrix overall and then just compare it and say everything is Apple for Apple. You have to understand what's behind the figures. And Canada mm-hmm. is the second biggest country in the world. Right? You have Russia is the biggest and Canada is the second biggest. Right. But we only have a population of a little bit less than 35 million people, right? And to bring products from A to C across the country is extremely expensive, in particular if you have to go to a home, right? And that's where mm-hmm. our model comes into play. We say, why should we bring the products to the home? By the way, a consumer is not home, right? right. <laughs> Normally they're working, right? During the hours when the delivery man is, is bringing out the products. And, and by the way, the consumer is always going and doing some shopping in the traditional way, in-store shopping. So why not combine those two things? And in one shot, you make it more convenient for the consumer and you also save a bunch of money. Both the consumer do and the retailer do, right? That's so, right. so, so, um, so Canada is expensive to distribute and very expensive when you want to reach all the addresses. You can't really go online and say, hey, I only want to ship within a radius of five kilometers because then you're just the same as an install, right? Right, 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 right. Now, this brings up a, another situation that I thought of is that like you are, like people uh, who maybe are listening in another countries, like smart centers is prevalent in Canada. You can't like, you can't throw a rock and not hit a smart center. And in most places in Canada, like, uh, prevalent. And so, and you have a lot of, you have the biggest name retailers in Canada as your tenants. And so how do they uh, perceive this uh 
cool new idea in retail and what are the advantages to them because uh, you're set up these locations in a lot of these centers where these retailers are. Yeah, but initially when they heard about the idea, they were, they were a little bit like uh, maybe slightly skeptical or they wanted to understand it more because they right. felt a little bit like we were walking into the same ball game as they were in and that's their business, right? But mm-hmm. we really emphasized to them, hey, guys, we are just building a new structure. We have all the malls, the brick and mortar. That is our infrastructure. Now we are just making the payment pickup, which is an infrastructure for the online business. We are not going to sell any products, and that has been very clear from our, our start. We are enabling retailers or pure play players or whoever wants to sell products. We are enabling them to bring products to consumers in Canada in an efficient and a very convenient way. And that's the way we relate the message to the retailers. And when we have that conversation, they really like it. And, you know, by the way, it's not a hidden secret, you know. Obviously, they also prefer that the traffic continue coming to the mm-hmm. shopping centers where we have to bring in more So by making this solution where our payment pickup is very conveniently located at our shopping centers and consumers come, pick up the stuff they purchased online, uh, studies have shown that around 40% will go and do in-store shopping after that. So in fact, it helps their business as well, and then they really like it, right? But that is the conversation we need to have. And then they can see from a stakeholder point of view as a retailer, as a consumer, and also as a landlord, we are in fact making a solution here, which is right in the sweet spot where we make it value for everybody. Yeah. I think right. there's, there's, there's probably a large uh, competition out there also for commercial uh, real estate associated with big box retailers. Um, my thoughts, and I think I may have shared this with you previously, is that I, I guess if you build uh, a domain of sorts, uh, through bringing customers to the penguin pickup, that it will become an attractive addition to uh, one of your sites for potentially new retailers in, in enticing them and incenting them to come and build on your properties. Have, has that been given any thought? Yeah, of course, uh, no doubt about it. That we have a, from my landlord uh, point of view, like you say, Peter, we are just offering a solution which nobody else is doing. So right. we will just be more. First of all, we have really prime locations, very prime locations across Canada. On top of that, when we have the penguin pickup to offer, but it, the penguin pickup is not only to tenants; it is for everybody. But obviously, obviously, where we have a penguin pickup and a smart center together, it drives traffic into that shopping center. So that makes it even more appealing and more interesting to be a tenant in our shopping centers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the possibility exists as well. Like I could could prefer to online shop, and I would, let's say, love the pricing of Walmart, one of your big tenants throughout Canada. So I could order something online, and instead of me with my four hips and four knees and replaced and all my aches and pains walking through a ginormous Walmart, I could order online from Walmart, go to a Penguin pickup location, which has a Walmart in it, and you deliver it right to my car. It's like still buying from Walmart, but it's not having to walk through the mall because I knew exactly what I wanted and I ordered it, and it's brought right to my car. Uh, so the retailer still benefits. They're not losing any sales. They're getting a, They're not, a even yeah. better service for their customer. Yeah, exactly. And and that is, you know, um, that is exactly what I do myself. You know, I have three kids. I'm rather busy life, and... Um, I also do quite a lot of shopping because my wife, she, she sometimes calls me and says, hey, Egil, I have a struggle to bring the kids into the store. Can you please do the shopping on your way home, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what we talk about is we will, in fact, change the way we do our shopping in the future because all the groceries, all the brands, all those stuff where we know we need every day, right? We will do more of that shopping online and we'll share with the penguin pickup. And then I'll just pick it up on my way home. And instead of spending 45 minutes to get, a, get to a parking spot, into the store, find the products, 
to the cashier and out to the and bring it into the trunk and uh, go home. I can just go to the penguin pickup and pick it up in in minutes, right? We are talking about our objective is to do it in less than three minutes, right, from you arrive until you are leaving again, and wow. that is very fast and convenient for everybody. You save a bunch of time, and it's not like uh, families has a lot of time nowadays, right? We have mm. less and less time. So this is not only good for your economy, but it's also very extremely convenient. And and mm. then you can just say, okay, you work with a, a, a online basket all the time. Me and my wife can fill out the products and we can just uh, do the checkout online, like on Walmart, when we want to, ship it to Penguin Pickup. If I don't pick it up today, I pick it up tomorrow, right? Right. I pick it up when it's convenient for me. When it's convenient for you. And not just you yeah. and your car by yourself, but think of all the women, you know, you got two, three kids in the car. Like when you have to get two or three kids out of the car and back in the car, this is not a five-minute running into a store to get something adventure. This is like going to take a long period of time. So now you've got a mother who's picked up her kids after school, got to pick up something, and instead of having to unbuckle them, get them in the store, and try not to buy 10 other things that they want while they're in the store, they just drive up. Kids are still in the car listening to their music. The package brought right to their car. Away they go. So even more convenience for not just us guys who are in our cars by ourselves, but our wives who have a bundle of kids with them. Yeah, exactly. And I also find that um, as I'm adopting my own own shopping patterns to the new model, then it also gives me more time to really pay attention to the products where I want to do the in-store shopping. Because I don't believe it's like in-store is dead, right? I just believe it's a combination of online and in-store shopping. So all the products I really don't want to spend time on uh, getting in-store, I do online. But certain product types, I really want to go into store, and then I'd rather have five minutes more to really select the right product I need and I want, right, in the in-store right. shopping. Right, right. Uh, Peter, I'm hogging all the questions here. So. Yeah, no, that's, no, they're <laughs> good ones. <laughs> I, I, I let it go when they're good questions, absolutely. Um, so far, Eagle, um, how, what kind of response have you have you received from your your tenants? Because I mean, you are uh, you, you can't escape it. You are a landlord, and uh, and I'm just wondering what kind of feedback they've offered you even at this early stage. Well, the feedback I got overall is very positive, both from our own tenants, but I also been talking to retailers who's not tenants in our company, right? And mm-hmm. Everybody tells me, hey, this is a brilliant idea, and it's so simple that they can't get that nobody else has done it so far. (laughs) And they say, from a consumer standpoint, excellent. From a retailer standpoint, they really also like it because a lot of retailers really feel that when you do the shopping, the shopping experience first stops when the consumer gets the products. And if it's a shopping online and then it's the home delivery, like you said, Tom, or you have missed deliveries or pickup or whatever, your entire shopping experience is not that good. And you associate indirectly with the brand you're shopping at. So they really like the model that we are offering a lot of value for the consumers and also a lot of convenience for the consumers because that also spins off on their brand and their total shopping experience for their customers, right? So... Mm -hmm. They really like the model. The reason why they have not done a total blast supporting it right now, uh, not, not official at least, with the websites and everything, is simply because it's a holiday season right now. And there is like in the retail industry, it's like a, a no touch on the websites uh, in October, November, December, and right. also part of January, in fact. Right. This is actually the biggest... This is actually the biggest retail season, so I mean, yeah. you're you're not going to get you're not going to get people uh, disrupted from their their plans and their strategies, you know, that no. they've been working on for the year for for all year. That's for sure. Um, right. What about uh, what about your plans for the future uh, along this line? I realize that uh, you know uh, you started out with a, a two three uh, location pilot. 
Um, is you know, I'm sure there's a future in it. You pro- you're probably positive there is. Uh, uh, I mean, you you must have great capabilities uh, on a, of uh, expanding this. What are your what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's a very good question, Peter. Uh, the reason why I wanted to go out with those three pilots is one to come in, in one very soon. Um, so we have three in DTA. And those three are, in fact, very different locations. They're not the same. It's in suburbs, but the suburbs are different. The demographics are different. The infrastructures up to it is different. And our model is also slightly different. Uh, that is simply that... Um, my experience is that when you're working with a new business model like this one, where nobody else has done it, you can do a ton of research and it doesn't really bring a lot to you compared to going live with a pilot. So mm. I just wanted to go out with a, a pilot and I want to go out with more than just one to test out what really works for the retailers, for the consumers and for us. And really, whenever consumers come, obviously, if they allow us to, we will ask them a few questions about what do they like about this or what do they don't like? Because I really want to get some proper answers and a little bit more facts before I decide, okay, this is the perfect model when we roll out countrywide. Right? But I don't want to wait, on the other hand, 12 months before we decide. Right? So I really want, I'm quite anxious to get as much um, data and feedback as possible within the next uh, eight to ten weeks so we can just use the winter time to get a little bit more studies and we are ready to roll out in the spring right, and yeah. uh, then we will definitely go out um, nice. so uh, no doubt about it will be countrywide no doubt about it we will leverage the infrastructure and the locations we have but we are also uh, looking into locations where it's not smart centers. So Penguin Pickup is not only limited to smart centers locations. Mm-hmm. We want to make this a model which is, follows the consumers. Because mm-hmm. we believe that consumers, at the end of the day, is deciding. Much more than they did 15 years ago, right? Because now they have the choice to decide through the purchase, right? And how mm-hmm. the that stuff delivers. Yeah, that, to me, that sounds like... You, you may end up collaborating with other landlords in order to because you, you need a specific size and a, a and a lot to build on, don't you? So yeah, it could be like a, you know smart centers. We really don't have any uh, locations uh, all around the country. We are more in the suburban suburban areas, right. uh, but in the urban areas uh, we have uh, less uh, locations. We have few, but not a lot. So obviously, if we need to really do that, then we sometimes need to look into should we collaborate or should we be a tenant at somebody else's place, right? Yeah, right, right. But at the same time, don't downplay smart centers. I've alluded to it a few times. Like smart centers, like I travel up to the cod, and I do a lot of driving around Ontario, and like seems like everywhere I go, there's smart center location. And when I met you, Eagle, I mentioned to you, my good friend Savannah Rich Mom Ross, the largest private uh, real estate investor in Canada, and she has a course. One of her students in the course for the research on property she is buying phone smart centers. And then Savannah was like, wow, this is an amazing idea. So now it's taught as part of the course because smart centers is like within 15, 95% of Canadians live within 15 kilometers of a smart center. And so they were told, you know, ask them, call them because they've done research on what is the neighborhood? Is it growing? Why are you opening a center here? And so one of the clues was, you know, you're buying a smaller town, but if there's a new smart center location opening up, that's probably a good location to buy your investment real estate because that community is obviously going to grow because Smart Centers is a good company. They've done their research already, and they're so prevalent. 95% of Canadians live within 15 kilometers of a Smart Center. I don't think even Walmart could say that. No, I agree with you. We have a very, very good network. And I also, my... uh, my first choice is obviously always to look at our locations. And really, I also want to understand how the consumers is going to adapt to this payment pickup. Because to me, when we have discussions internally about how to do the planning and all that, and who should we take into consideration when we plan the payment pickup, we should not only look at people who live within five kilometers 
of a penguin pickup. We should take into consideration those who work within a five kilometers radius from a penguin pickup, and maybe also those who commute between uh, uh, home and the office is passing by a penguin pickup, right? Because as long as it's convenient just to drive in and get your stuff and out again, and you're in route, it doesn't really matter where you're working or living, as long as it's just on your way. And that is really some of the discussion hypothesis we have at the moment, but we really need to understand whether our hypothesis is also turning out to be reality or not. Right. Yeah, right. That, wow. that, that's, that speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm part of that demographic, I can tell you, because I, I actually live in Dundas near Hamilton and drive into Vaughan every day. So, quite frankly, for me, uh, I consider this option as being the working man's working man's solution to shopping because quite frankly I could probably buy something while you know during the day and on my way home at night you know pick something up in Woodbridge you know that yeah. that, that sounds perfect you know yeah so yeah. I, I'm on board with you there that's for sure that's uh, excellent idea Right. Yeah, a, a, a lot of men are going to have better birthday presents and, and anniversary <laughs> presents for their wives now because of you. There you go. Yeah, and uh, even my wife is also joking and say, I, I can do all the fun stuff by shopping online and you do the hot stuff of picking it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Absolutely perfect. But it's, it's not hot anymore, right? It's, it right. Is, it you is, made it uh, a lot easier for a lot of men. Hey, Peter, can you ask him about the how they build their the shipping container? Ask him about that because I think that's a yeah, very cool well, use of the. I, well, I guess you've done that right now, but it it, it looks like that they've you've actually utilized uh, overseas shipping containers as the as the main structure for your operation, and that you obviously had to get that custom built. Yeah. You have a you have a yeah. you have, and you have a business partner. How, how how simple was that an undertaking? Do you think? Well, it was uh, when I started in the company. I looked into. Uh, I I'm coming from the supply chain operations world, you know. So everything for me is lead times. You know, how long time does it take to do stuff? And when I spoke to our planning department here, I found out that. Uh, the site approval in the municipality is, is really the longest lead time when you're building stuff, right? It takes mm-hmm. it can easily take 12 months. And and that scared me a little bit, you know, if I was working with 12 months lead time just to get approval, and then on, on top of that, you need to build the stuff, right? And right. then when I ask into what is the reason for that and uh, shouldn't, isn't there a way around it, right? said, yeah, but it is when you're building a permanent structure, and you're digging a hole in the ground for a foundation, we are talking 12 months approval. Rule of thumb, right? So yeah. I said, okay, what if we don't dig a hole in the ground and make foundation? What if we just put it on the spot, on the top of the land? And then I came into, I started to do some studies about, first my idea was using some kind of construction trailers. Obviously, they're not that nice to look at, and you have the problem right. that they're, they are too high off the ground, right? So you need to really carry the passes up and down quite a lot. And then I came into this idea with the sea containers, you know, because it's like a self-sustaining structure, right? right. If, as long as you don't touch the four corners, you can do whatever you want with it. And, right. and in Europe in particular, I'm from Europe, you know, there's a lot of sea containers used for hotels or apartments or condos or whatever, right? Because you mm-hmm. can just refit them and you put insulation, you put in electricity, you can put in everything into a sea container, right? And the good thing about it is just big Lego bricks, right? They're just right. very, very big and you can just put them together as you want to. And then we worked out the concept and I found a supplier, a local supplier in a Giants container, right, here in, in Toronto, who in fact do this as a business. And wow. very few do that in Canada. And that enabled me to first to get a very short site approval time, and secondly, also very short manufacturing time of the, of the construction. And the good thing about uh, using the sea containers, it obviously also is modular. So if I need more space, I just add on more containers, right? Yeah. Right. 
This has been, this has been, yeah, this has been such a agile project from the idea to the technology behind it to the construction. I mean, everything it seems to have played into its place, and you know, and of course, uh, your own your own personal experience with coming from uh, Lego. <laughs> I guess I guess people people are actually thinking that you are the are the Lego the Lego man, right? I mean, because you really have played into this played into this thing. Well, you know, we, we just happen to be called tech blocks. The the containers are like big building blocks, and uh, yes, and and you put it together that way. I, I mean, this is this is almost like serendipitous in in itself. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah and you, you so yeah. tell us a little bit about working at Lego because, like, man, if if you're a kid and your dad works at Lego, this must be like the best dad. You must have the most popular dad in the world <laughs> if your dad works at Lego. <laughs> yeah, I spent seven years of my career working at Lego uh, head office in Denmark. Um, I worked there from 2004 to 2011, and. Um, so I joined the company where we were just in big problems in, in Lego. Uh, technically bankrupt, you know, and our the current CEO, he also came into the company one year prior to me. And uh, I was just taken in as an outsider to help to do the turnaround of the company. And um, yeah, in very short, it's very obvious to everybody that we succeeded in making the turnaround and uh, make it a... I think that after the first six, six months this year, it was the biggest toy company in the world, surpassing Mattel sales. So um, it, it, we did tons of things, obviously, to make it happen. But yeah. one of the things... One well, of the your, things your, create, your creativity has once again um, you know, paid off for you, that's for sure, because um, I, I, I haven't actually come across anyone who's actually put something together uh, in such a short time, and uh, and and being successful uh, the way that 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 I think this is actually going to be. So I mean, really, congratulations on that. It's been fantastic. Thanks a lot for that, Peter. But I'm also very proud. Again, it's not uh, it's not me. It's a team. It's a team, including our suppliers, who yeah. made it happen, right? And uh, it is a matter of focusing on the most important things and make those happen, and those things which you don't need, you just uh, park them, right? It's a matter of making the prioritization all the time and get focused, right? That's my experience, and right. everything is possible. Yeah. Right, and I know at the tech blocks here, uh, I've heard the uh, name smart centers about uh, you know 200,000 times in the last four <laughs> months. Uh, our, our people are constantly thinking about it. Uh, every Friday, they're putting on their winter coats, traveling out to, to do the update meeting, and uh, so uh, as you'd mentioned, uh, yeah, you helped implement the whole thing, but you worked with a good team of suppliers, the shipping containers, I thought that was brilliant. Uh, when I first served, I thought, wow, maybe that could be used for homeless as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, inexpensive solution, amazing idea, and then you know the the the, the technology behind it. Obviously, if you're going to appeal to online shoppers. The user experience of Penguin Pickup online has to be as cool as the delivering it to your car part of the process. So, yeah, you you I know just from being one of the suppliers uh, on the uh, part of your team, TechBox. Uh, has really put a lot of effort into making sure that the brilliance of the idea is reflected in the user experience, the consumer, because as you said, when the consumer jumps on board, everybody has to pay attention because that's who rules the the world now is the consumer. Yeah, but it's also, again, to come back to when I joined uh, back in the job in July, um, for me, when I wanted to design this model, uh, like we ended up uh, going live with, it was extremely important for me to be very agile, to have a low-cost model, which is easy to replicate and very fast to scale, right? So I, I learned through my uh, career that you need to think big, you need to start small, and you need to be able to scale fast, right? And that's the way mm -hmm. I designed it. And... 
you can only do that if you really make it into like platforms. So all our IT is made in, made in the cloud because I believe that's the right way to do it. And that's also very scalable, right? Yeah. The containers is very fast. We can manufacture a new penguin pickup in four weeks, right? Now, mm-hmm. no problem, right? From we say go until the next is ready. So, and we can manufacture more than one a month, right? So we can really scale fast. And all the approvals, as we are not digging into the ground and, and making a lot of infrastructures on site, we can also get the site approvals pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And the way we scale also in terms of recruitment and the staffing is also made very flexible. So everything is made so we can scale fast. And everything is made with the platform thinking. There's a new platform. There's an IT platform. There's a labor platform. There's an infrastructure platform and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I believe, well, I believe very much that's the way the future is, not only yeah. when you're talking penguin pickup, but in the future. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. should think about that. In your, if you're in business, you should think like that. I believe yeah. that is really important. Well, well, we thought of it that we, way. Yeah, yeah. We here at TechBlocks believe in operating in a very agile format, and I don't mean that we're quick. I mean it's it's the fact we take the same approach to our business. I think uh, as you did, Eagle, and I think that's probably why there's some synergy in working together. Is that we take the ready, fire, aim approach. You know because. Reality is, if you don't get going and if you don't put something in play, how can you how can you begin to measure it and how can you begin to adapt it? You know, if you if you if you build something, and and it takes three months to build, if you only take a look at it at the end of the three months, I can guarantee you that you will find something wrong with it. But if you take the agile approach, which is a cultural difference between. Uh, the old way that people used to build websites and put technology into play, and our approach, which is to do something, go to the go to the client, ask him ask him some questions about it, test it, uh, take it take it take it live, and, and work through the problems with it. And, and to tell you the truth, that is exactly uh, why it worked uh, for both tech blocks and for smart centers because we took that approach. I totally agree. Right. And you see, you see the most successful companies nowadays. That is, most of the most successful companies nowadays, if you look very broad, is companies who is less than 20 years old, right? And yeah, where their right. business, where they started in a garage somewhere, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and that is because they also had this uh, approach that uh, you have to be fast and you have to be agile and go out and test and adjust. Right, and you're not talking uh, yearly planning. You're talking weekly or daily planning, right? Correct. Right. And that's yeah. where some of the like I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, small uh, business people, and I think some of the most successful ones and are the ready, fire, aim type as well. That uh, once they decide on something, they got to take a first step. And then, okay, what did you learn in that first step? And then a second step rather than, okay, I'm going to get everything together. And then when all my ducks are in a row, then I'm going to do it. And they'll still be talking about it five years in a row because they got one or two ducks out of line rather than do something, learn about it, implement the new thing you learned, and keep keep moving ahead. Yeah, and here I would like to again again give a lot of credit to uh, – our CEO and owner, Mitch Goldhart, because he's the one who enabled us to do it right. And he's the one who's ready to, to, to go out and do it in such a short time and give his full support to make it happen, right? So, mm-hmm. And also, why should he do it, right? If you look at it, he's in the brick and mortar, the most successful landlord and developer right. in the country, right? Why should he go into this new business model, right? He doesn't need to necessarily, right? There's always a risk associated going into a new line of business. But he is extremely visionary and willing to do it because he believes this is the right way to do it. And overarching, uh, the most important thing for smart centers is, you know, our brand value is value for the consumers and convenience for the consumers. And we are just adding a new dimension to this, supporting our overall values, value and convenience. Right. And if you don't have that uh, 
support from the top. You can't implement as fast as you did. If you have to call every day and be like, well, uh, we learned this thing today, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge, then half your day is going to be spent every day calling to say, well, uh, how about if we do this? Or, "Uh uh-oh, we made a mistake on that. And so if you don't have that support from the top, half of your time is spent explaining or trying to sell the guy at the top on the uh, uh, idea that you have to get this implemented. I, I totally agree. That's also my experience. Uh, just referring back to my time in Lego, you know, from uh, the owner of Lego also gave us uh, as a team, you know, the full support to make the turnaround right. And uh, right. if he didn't have the trust in us and and if he didn't have the Believe that we could do it. Uh, it would never. We would never be successful. So obviously, you need the full support from the top. Otherwise, yeah. you will never be able to do it. Yeah. Right. Just those words, owner of Lego, sounds so cool. <laughs> like to be the owner of Lego, like you're the yeah. idol of. In my at my mom's cottage, she has a ginormous bucket of Lego, and it's the most played with bucket by five month old kids up to like. 16-year-old kids building stuff out of it. And it's like, so to just hear the words owner of Lego would be like, wow, you're like a, a god in the kid, kid world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. And he's a very nice man. And I met the family many times. It's really a very nice family. So they're wow. very good ambassadors for the brand. That is good. That is so good. Well, Eagle, we could go on forever because this is such a revolutionary new idea. But uh, uh, let's uh, let's uh, leave it for now, and we'll find out more about it as you implement it quickly across Canada with the model that you have. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Uh, I'm excited to share this with the world because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, Oh my goodness, this is going to make my life so much easier. And when you make people's lives easier, uh, your business cannot help but grow. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you very much for inviting me, Peter and Tom. It was really nice. Yeah. Our pleasure. Pleasure, for sure.